0: Well, happy Mother's Day to all our mums. It's great that you could join us today and I hope that you're having a really, really good Mother's Day. So uh, if you're in Alliston or if you're in Port Lincoln, we want to say it's uh, great that you're tuning in with us. I want to get straight into my message this morning and I want to start with a question. And the question is, what are the core elements of a victorious spiritual life? I know that's not very uh, Mother's Day themed, but uh, uh, we might get to that a little bit later. But um, these days, uh, the, the people are writing books, they're running conferences, all about making us successful. And a lot of people uh, are, are writing to that. So I'll give you some highlights from some covers of, of uh, some books that I've seen about um, being successful. Um, here's, here's some. I really like some of these, uh, these descriptions. Think and grow rich. How to Win Friends and Influence People, that's a title of a book. Um, Awaken the Giant Within, The Magic of Big Thinking, Mindset, How You Can Feel Your Potential, From Good to Great to Unstoppable. So uh, these these are non-Christian titles as well, they're not, not uh, Christian books. But from the popularity of these titles, it tells me people are interested in doing better in life. People are interested... In success, I mean, we don't sell bestsellers that are, um, you know, five points of how to be a loser. Uh, no one would be interested in that. But there is a deep-seated desire among people to do life well and to do life better. So considering our theme of victory, I hope that you are interested in living a spiritually active, successful and victorious life. In Jesus. And that's what we, we should all be aspiring to, and that's what we're here to help you to achieve. So, there are a few core values that promote living spiritually uh, successfully and victorious. So, this morning I want to take a look at one core value or one core, core spiritual um, uh, element to help us to develop a victorious lifestyle. So, that, that thing is faith. That Faith is—it is, uh, means trust, confidence, reliance, dependence upon something. And it's not this ambiguous thing, faith is like a fuzzy cloud over our life. It's, it's this confidence and dependence that we place upon Jesus as our foundation, as our permanent uh, point of reference in our life. So hopefully that is making sense to you this morning. But my title for, for this morning's message is Victory Over Unbelief. So the opposite of faith is unbelief. So we have the challenge almost daily to choose faith or unbelief. Unbelief is something that most people, or I know I do at times, find very easy to live with. Faith is something that grows as we get closer to God and as we develop uh, our trust in his plan and his purpose and learning to hear his voice, to to steer our way through and to navigate through life's issues. So I'm going to take some stories of Jesus that demonstrate the results of faith and the results of unbelief. So I want us to turn uh, with me uh, in your Bibles to Mark chapter 6, verse 56. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. All the scriptures will be from the New Living Translation. So wherever he went, wherever Jesus went, in villages, cities or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. So people were healed when they believed Jesus. Country people, city people, and village people. And I hope you enjoyed those, uh, those little intros there. Jesus works through any people who have faith in him because faith is a good news story. Mark chapter 6, verse 5 to 6 says this. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. When Jesus began to teach in his hometown, um, he the, the same things that he had done everywhere, it says that the people were amazed at his wisdom, his power to do miracles. There's an amazement there in Nazareth, Jesus' hometown. But the amazement soon turned to scoffing and they it says they were offended and refused to believe. It says in, in verse four, then Jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family and because of their unbelief he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them and he was amazed at their unbelief. So the thing that we see here is that is there's a connectivity of miracles and faith. No faith will see no miracles. So our primary relationship with Jesus is where it all starts. Our relationship with Jesus begins with faith, in putting our trust and belief in Jesus to save us from our sin. And we have enough faith, if we have done that, we have enough faith for God to do anything. So the people of Nazareth were Jews. Uh, people of the promise, people of the law, descendants of Abraham. They had unbelief of Jesus uh, for their own good reason. So I would explain that. Um, their good reasons to disbelieve Jesus or unbelieve, that's not good English, but it'll do. Um, we know you. You grew up here. We know your family. We can have, uh, and ourselves, we can have our own good reason to unbelieve. And it's possible to reason our way out of victorious living through unbelief or with unbelief. So what I want us to to try and understand or try and adopt uh, as our own is a, a practice of substituting unbelief with faith. And it's possible to have victory over unbelief. So Matthew 8 verse 5 to 8. I'll read this out to you. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded to him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. That's a good start. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this. In all Israel. And verse 13, there's a little part there. Jesus says, because you believed, it has happened. He's talking to the the Roman. So a Roman officer, not a Jew, not born into Abraham's family line, um, but he had a victory over unbelief because he chose to believe Jesus and Jesus healed his sick servant. We'll go to another one. Matthew 15, verses 21 to 22, it says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. Now this term, Gentile woman, that means it's, she's a non-Jew, non-Jewish. She's a foreigner to that country. She eats different food, has a funny accent, but she has a spiritual problem in her home. Her daughter has a demon. So demons are something we should be talking about at the root of certain issues. I'm not talking about under every, every issue that, that, that we should look for this, but certain issues that are unexplained, untreatable, unmedicatable. I don't know if that's a real word either, but um, uh, it's okay for, for today's uh, illustrations. Unmedicatable. Often, evil spiritual beings called demons are behind them. So because this woman is a Gentile, we read that Jesus gave her no reply. It says he he, he gave her not a word. And it says that she came and she worshipped and she pleaded, Lord, help me. And during this time, the disciples are saying, well, Jesus is not giving her any interest. He's not showing her any, um, a- a- any response at all. And so they say, well, Jesus, just tell her to go away. And um, Matthew 15, verse 28, if we just skip through a part, it says, Jesus said to her, dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. Now, I haven't gone through all the details of the discourse that happened between uh, this Gentile woman and Jesus, but this woman had a victory over unbelief when Jesus was saying nothing. She kept worshipping. She kept pleading and she got her miracle. So there's, there's quite a, a lot of really good keys there that she didn't give up. But she came and she worshipped Jesus. And sometimes we might we might have this sense that uh, we, we're not hearing from God. We, we, we're praying. We're not seeing anything change. Uh, we're doing all the right things that we know we should be doing. But it's like there's, there's a... a, a um, an emptiness from heaven that uh, is not getting through, so this woman shows us that she worshiped right through when Jesus was saying nothing, and she kept pleading she kept bringing her problem her situation and and uh, bringing it to jesus and and uh, from her pleading from her desperation, Jesus provided a miracle and healed her daughter uh, from her problem and I think it was even a remote healing the girl wasn't even there so in mark chapter nine verses fourteen to twenty nine we have another man there's a man with a uh, a demon who's tormenting his son now this boy uh, because of the results of this uh, situation he can't talk he has convulsions and the, I think the other element that we need to recognize, uh, the father says that he's been like this for years. It's it's not a new thing. It's not a sudden problem that just uh, appeared. It's been in this this boy's life for many, many years. So Mark chapter 9 verses 22 and 24 gives us a a description. The father says, the spirit often throws him into the fire, this, this demonic spirit. It throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. There's that that element of faith. Now the father instantly cried out, "I, I really love this. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Help my unbelief is the cry of this father. So I want us to understand this that this thing has been a problem in this family for a long time. And I would suggest that this father has tried every other thing. And before Jesus got there on this day, the disciples had had a go and couldn't cast out this demon, couldn't heal this situation. So I think um, this father is probably thinking, well, the disciples can't deal with it. Um, And and doubts would have been filling his mind, thinking, I've I've been to, to... uh, this place, that place, trying to find a solution for this situation. Nothing's helped. The disciples couldn't help, and perhaps he's thinking, "Well, I don't even think Jesus can help me either." But when with that, that, I'll just go back a little bit here. I love verse twenty-four. He says, "I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief." It's like this: there's, there's two things going on a battle going on in his mind he's saying i do believe but help my unbelief that's that's quite amazing but what that shows me is his total honesty to his own emotional goings on and i want to tell you something jesus is not threatened by honesty jesus is not threatened by our honesty help my unbelief is a prayer from a desperate father or a desperate parent and when we uh, when we don't have enough that's when we go to Jesus and, and make our plea, help me anyway. That's what this prayer is that, that, that he's bringing, what he's talking to Jesus about. He's saying, I don't have enough, but help me anyway. Will you help me anyway? So victory over unbelief starts from our heart and appeals to the goodness of God. So the father got victory over unbelief and his son was healed. So a core element to living in spiritual victory is faith in the Lord's goodness to want to help you. So I want to encourage you today that uh, whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation, sickness, illness, um, torment, whatever it is that you're facing today, you've got to um, connect with the belief, with the faith that the Lord's goodness is to help you. So I want to give you three uh, quick takeaways for today that, that hopefully can help you to latch onto something and, and use every day to help um, uh, fortify faith in your life. So the first one is Jesus wants to help you. So I think that's a that's a great foundation to start with. Is to remind yourself Jesus wants to help me in my circumstances and situations. Now what we learnt from the the uh, Gentile woman worship Jesus anyway. So Jesus wasn't answering, Jesus wasn't responding. And I know often people say, but it's like nothing's happening. It's like I pray, it's like I've, I've been seeking after God and worshipping, but it's like there's there's like no response. But worship anyway, because you'll get a breakthrough if you continue. Uh, and the third thing that we learnt from that father is be honest with God. And I think if we start to apply those three things, uh, Jesus wants to help you, Worship anyway and be honest with God. Those, those three things can really make a big difference to uh, shaking off unbelief and, and responding to God in faith. So the people in Jesus' hometown of Nazareth, they missed their greatest opportunity because they reasoned away their faith. So Jesus worked in the faith of that Roman officer. Jesus worked in the faith of the Gentile woman. Jesus worked in the unfaith and honesty of a desperate father. So Jesus will work in our midst as we grow and develop our faith in him. So I particularly want to pray for you. If you're at that place like you've tried everything and nothing happened, I just want to encourage you, take it to Jesus. Be honest with your level of faith. And watch what God does, because I know he's, he wants to uh, uh, do good things for us and in us. So I just want to take a moment to pray. And I want to uh, ask you, if you have a, an area of need that you want that intervention of faith, and, and you might be thinking, but I've been down this track before. Uh, things have not turned out how I expected or wanted. I want to encourage you today, worship the Lord anyway. Uh, make a new um, uh, honest pitch to, to the Lord and ask for his help. So I'm going to pray for you this morning. Lord Jesus, I pray for people right now who are desperate for you. I pray in faith that you provide all that we need. I pray in faith for those who have tried everything but nothing's changed. Jesus, help our unbelief. We need you to work something supernatural in our circumstances and in our situations today. And I really just pray right now for those who are sick, those who, who are, need healing in your body. Uh, take this to Jesus and say, Lord, I really just want to bring this to you. Um, we believe, Jesus, that you are the healer. And I pray that you bring healing and uh, do it right now in Jesus' name. Those who need provision, perhaps there's there's not enough in your life in, in whatever aspect or, or uh, issue, we just pray right now for provision to come, for for uh, prosperity to to overtake us in the areas that we need. Lord, I also pray for those who, who are in broken relationships and pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you bring healing, that you bring wisdom in the way we're dealing with uh, those that we're uh, in, in uh, contention with. And I just pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, every time we have a service, I want to give people the opportunity to accept Jesus as their savior. The Bible teaches that if we believe, if we believe Jesus, that's the start of it all is, is having faith in Jesus, confess Jesus and turn from our sin. Then we can be born again. And if you want to do that this morning, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Um, The prayer will be on the screen right now. I'm going to just uh, read it out and you can read along with me. And... uh, uh, that it should be on the screen right now. We'll just uh, read this together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I would love to hear from you if you've accepted Jesus. Uh, Please contact us on our Facebook page or on our website. Go to the Contact Us and leave a message. And I just want to encourage you that uh, that's a a great decision that you've just come to, to uh, take that step of faith, putting your trust and faith in Jesus. So God bless you. And I just want to say again, um, Happy Mother's Day to all the mums. And I hope you enjoy the rest of our service. God bless you.
1: Oh, what a great message. Victory over unbelief. Thank you so much. And I pray that this has been an inspirational message to you this morning. And if there's any way, if you're on Facebook, we'd love you to make a comment about it. So put a comment or a like or something, um, something that you got out of it, some way that that message and those scriptures have spoken to you this morning. That would be great. And if today was the first day that you've prayed or the first time in a long time that you've prayed that prayer asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life as we just went through, the then we would love for you to reach out to us. If you're on Facebook, you can just click on the message button, send us a quick message, uh, or on the website, you can click on and go through the contact form. And um, yeah, we'd just love to reach out to you and speak to you about that, answer questions that you have, uh, and to be there for you. On the screen coming up, you'll be able to see the giving details. Uh, And of course, each week on Wednesdays, we have the church open in the mornings if you want to come into the church to um, pop in your giving. And we want to thank you, One Heart Church, for your ongoing generosity, especially in this very strange season um, as people are just uh, so generously continuing to give. Well, we hope that you have had an enjoyable morning this morning in online church. Make sure you join us next week. We have a special guest speaker, Pastor Sam Long. Make sure all the teenagers and young people in your house are joining us as well. Uh, Join us for this final song right now. Uh, We pray that you have a great week. God bless you and um, we'll see you next week.